Welcome to Because I Want to Know, the podcast where I interview guests about their crazy, unique occupations or life experiences. I'm your host, Leslie Fear. So let's get into it, shall we? Hey, everyone. Today, I'm joined with Karen Rontowski. She's my friend. She also has a podcast called Paranormal Karen. I often sing it to myself when I'm listening to her. Paranormal Karen. She is so fun to listen to, guys. She talks about a lot of the same things I talk about. And today, we're just going to shoot the stuff about what we think about paranormal and UFOs and all of the things. So Karen, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's so funny that we were going to talk about all things strange and paranormal. And we were kind of like, yeah, we're not going to nail it down. So before you called, I was trying to figure out how to pay my estimate taxes. And (laughs) as usual, it's like a an account and then you have to find three sets of stairs and a picture and all this garbage that I cannot handle. And I immediately flashed to, I used to have a friend in uh, Vegas. She was a cigarette girl with me and she was really in tune. And one day she had a dream that uh, she, it was sort of more than a dream. She went over the other side and saw her mother-in-law. She was walking around with her mother-in-law and her mother-in-law was talking about things like, I really wish I had a cigarette. That's one of the things you miss when you get here. And she talked to her about reincarnation and her mother-in-law said, well, I can't really explain it to you. It's kind of political, which made me want to tear my hair out. You're telling me there's <laughs> politics on the other side, right. too. I can't. I can't do it. I can't. Oh, I'm no. going to be on the other side trying to make an estimate tax account. <laughs> God, and it's just not, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> and I don't know if my listeners know, Karen is also a comedian. She's been on David Letterman. She's very, she's been everywhere. So guys, um, I'm just going to let her rip when it comes to humor because she'll crack me up. You'll hear me laughing a lot. So... <laughs> Yes, I, I just was. I was doing it, and I admit that flashed right in my mind is her mother-in-law saying that, and I thought, oh my God, please make the. I hope the account sign up is. They probably shouldn't need as much security on the other side. Yeah, so please. <laughs> I had no idea reincarnation could be political, though. That's just what I don't get it. Yeah, and I think she meant. I don't think she meant like our political. But I think yeah. she meant you have to negotiate or something. I don't know what it was, but it broke my heart. I know. Maybe it's more of a protocol thing. But what I wanted to talk to you about, um, you have a really good friend named Tommy, I don't know his last name, you could fill that part in. And he's a demonologist. And one thing about what I have talked to with other uh, psychic mediums like yourself, there's a couple that do believe in them and think that they're real. There are a couple that just don't deal with them don't necessarily not believe in them, just don't know. So what are your thoughts on demons? Where do you think they come from? What started all that? What do you think that is? Yes, well, I will start with, uh, my friend's name is Thomas Durant. And just by the way, he and I put out, well, mostly him, me interviewing him. We put out a spiritual protection class. And if anyone is interested in it, um, two things. We're funding it. Uh, my next comedy special, he's shooting it for me, so we're funding it that way. But also, if you don't have money, send me an email. We have all different price ranges, but we both agree that this is information that everyone should have. So just go, hey, Karen, I heard you. You got a coupon code for me, and I'll send you a coupon code for free because it really should be – it oh, can wow. help anyone, and that's what we want. 
I think that's fantastic because, you know, hey, the fact that you can clear your energy, because I do think sometimes, you know, as woo-woo as some people might think it is, I don't think it is. I think we have sometimes strings attached when we're around people and we get some of their energy and some of their negativity and then we carry it home or whatever. And I get that we might need that. Yes. And also, if you're interested in the paranormal, it's just interesting because it kind of starts out with you can clear your energy. Here's how you clear your house. Here's your, and we work it all the way up to, oh, my God, I think I have to move because there's something in here. <laughs> right. so, yeah. And it really is him. And he, you know, when I in my comedy routine, because I talk about him a lot and stuff, um, I call him a demonologist and he will always correct. And this is what I love about him. He is not officially a demonologist okay. he call, he said you can call me like a paranormal expert kind of we're even we're all even iffy on that word because the paranormal it, do we really have experts we don't know right. he is the most knowledgeable person i know he has dealt with these things he works with other top demonologists and he is an equal so i always want to correct you know he's like oh, i don't have the degree so let's not use the word but i call him for everything and i was so lucky to meet him when i first stepped into the paranormal yeah. what you were saying about mediums you know so right now i'm really a tarot reader and a psychic but it's very different from mediumship, which I'm learning yes. now. I'm trying to break into that now. They are really two different things. They're yes. like baseball and football. Yes. They don't, uh, two different energies. But I was looking at a couple of, you know, places where you can go and study with them. And there were a couple that were just like, there are no such things as demons. And uh, that's it. And don't even... I was like, oh, that's that's kind of severe. And yeah. on the one hand, if that's what you believe and you're not running into them, have a great day. Continue. Don't yeah, change right. anything. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But I found that very limiting or I don't know, because to me in my world, they are real. And I have dealt with a couple because I think sometimes, too, we think everything's a demon and it's really not there are other things exactly and that's the thing you kind of have to have an open mind about this and not stay in that small little box and i do think that when it comes to paranormal i think kind of anything's possible so i mean and that sounds really trying to make everything fit and i don't mean that but i do think with what i've learned you know i i've told you before i can now talk to my mother who's died uh six years ago and I'm friends with a really good psychic medium. She's a regular on my show. And I've learned to kind of hone in on some of the abilities I might have. I think everybody does. I'm not into doing it full time. I don't want money for it. But it's fun for me to go, oh, I can really understand better now, you know, what I'm talking about, because I've kind of see a little other side to it, right? So, and there's a lot of people that say, I just don't see dark entities. They're not around me. So, and like you said, okay, great, go, you do you. But there's another psychic medium that I talked to who's worked with police and she also works with dark entities that's kind of her specialty she feels like that's her calling and I'm like well you better have a good team a good spirit team helping you out because what I mean (laughs) yes and I agree with her and you know what else for all we know we may be living in a double dimension and in the other dimension the other people live and there are no dudes I'm with you I don't have all the answers I have my answer and it's interesting because I think your friend, much like myself, is built a little bit for the darker side. And that is neither good nor bad. Yes. It's just maybe maybe I have the stomach for it or maybe I don't have a bigger team or maybe I have a bigger team or whatever. 
and and I know this from my podcast too, because my podcast runs between like healers to oh my god. Yeah. And I did an interview with my friend Diet years ago, yes. and I would never do this again. I was going. I was uh, going to ask you about that. That was another thing, and that was freaky. But that was so interesting to me, Karen, because it was so different than I thought it was going to be. Yes, yes, and it was actually. Now I kind of see it as a trap, but not with her. But I think it was very important to put that out, yeah. and that was the the podcast that I got a ton of thank yous for, because mm. people said things like thank you for looking into the dark side so we don't have to or this answered so many questions for me and we didn't do it in a dangerous way like we made it very clear this is not for everyone and don't don't ever try it don't ever try it right but it was a moment and it happened and yeah that's kind of my thinking on that is we did it and it really it really answered some questions for people it did and And really helped them yeah it really did well and what she's referring to to my listeners uh on one of her podcasts she was interviewing someone diet i think that was her name and she can channel demons and uh, which was kind of scary it was like karen what are you doing you know and we're all thinking the same thing and i'm sure she was too but the way they did it was so respectful for both parties everyone involved and they just were very careful they did whatever they did beforehand and she was able to ask this lower entity whatever you want to call it demon um questions about how long it been here you know what was its purpose what are you here to do and i got a lot of it from their teachers they were originally teachers Yes. Well, also, I think that was a higher entity. And I'll tell you why. So Diet is really a different mystic of natural, like crazy. I don't know if I've ever met anyone like her. And she also was brought up Mormon. And I know some people don't like the Mormon church, or I have a friend who was brought up Amish, and they kind of refer to them as cults. But I will say this, I don't know anything about the religion or what goes on. But people that are born into those religions, in my experience, Mm -hmm. have a spiritual protection like I have never seen. So I don't know, they may have had a hard life, but there is something about being born into that much. I don't know if I want to call it protection or something. It may be, you know, maybe it is a cult and it's a terrible thing. But I've worked with investigators and mystics coming from that side. But like, I almost wonder if there is a spiritual protection and there's a good and bad about that. Like those souls have to come in like that. But here is the trick with it. Mm -hmm. It's almost like so perfect in my life that I met Tommy early on or I could have been in big trouble because no matter how insignificant going to haunted places, he taught me caution all the time. I'm not always that cautious. I'm too curious. Yeah. And too. so on that podcast, you will hear me say, the entity will say like, you know, because of you two, you two guys have done the work. We can do this. And you hear me say on the podcast, well, I'll have you on my podcast anytime. And the minute I hung up the phone after we finished the interview, my head went, no, that was the carrot. Really? Yeah. Well, they boosted up my ego. Me and Diet were great. We got it. We can do this. And I shut it down and I talked to Tommy. Even she and I had some weird things happening to us after that. So I learned my lesson. I was like, oh, it was so subtle. Yeah, but you guys, we can talk to you guys. I was going to ask you if you had any residual issues with that after the podcast. I never did ask you that. So that's kind of interesting. You did have some residual. Yes. yes. What kind of things happened? You know what? Just weird things. And I have to tell you, it was 
again, I'm so lucky. I kind of caught it and talked to Tommy literally days after I did it. And he kind of helped me out. And, you know, you get connections with things. So I'm sure that somewhere I have a connection to this thing. So I don't say the name anymore or anything. I try to keep everything on the down low as much as possible. Right. But she called me one day and she said, are weird things happening to you? And they really were. And I don't remember them as anything really crazy, like when your house is really haunted or something's in there. Because I think I jumped on it, but everything right. got a little weird. So it is literally where you put your attention is where you draw to you. And I've said this many times, when you look into the paranormal, it looks back. So, oh, but I am, yeah. And I'm also a person that gets up every morning and writes a gratitude letter to God. And so we're never completely protected. You never know what tomorrow brings. And also a lot of people that deal with these Everybody says, well, it's because you sent something out or it's almost like it's always part of the person's responsibility. And I have worked with people who just moved into the wrong house. Yeah, absolutely. And my thing, too, is, you know, I told you I could talk to my mom. So sometimes I'll say, hey, mom, you know, because I asked her, I said, you can be part of my spirit team, whatever, because I think you just ask and they will do it for you. And I said, you know, can you clear any negative things that are on me, clear some ties, clear the cords, whatever. And so she'll do that for me. And I ask her to do that. And I don't necessarily delve in anything demon or but I do talk to enough people to know it's just good to clear some of that energy even if it's just somebody that you've been around that's been negative let alone talking to a demon you know yes yes it's always good it is always a good practice to have and it's an even more important practice to have now because things are very strange and changing (laughs) (laughs) yes and and also sometimes like I had for some reason there was a lot of stuff not stuff like bad things coming at me but a lot of people that were suddenly like hey my house is out of control is it and I started helping people and there was one person where my vibe was Mm-mm. and I kind of really? said okay I'm gonna I'm gonna proceed carefully and so after kind of I'll say working with this person I woke up in the middle of the night three times with something choking me which is an attack oh so gosh. she was not interested in clearing it I was getting attacked And I woke up in the morning and in my morning papers with my guides, they said, you have a hole in your aura and you need to deal with your sexual trauma now because that's where it's getting in. They said, you close that up. Yeah. So they said, close that up and everything will be okay. Wow. So did you, were you able to just work with your team or whatever and and they took care of it? How did you do it? Yeah. It's really kind of, you know, whether you're doing that through a therapist or friends or help, I'm kind of. You know, I can actually kind of do that through tarot, but I took a mediumship class with Carolyn Miss, and I swear the first five hours of the class is the same thing over and over, and it's what I've been doing, which is it's just know yourself. Like, I had to know myself enough from that podcast to go, I saw that thing stroking my ego. I I know I have a big ego, and I know (laughs) that thing, saw. that's how it would get me. And you know what you, I mean? Yeah. Well, and the thing is, and I don't know about you, I'm sure you, you could probably agree to this. I have learned so much in the 160 some episodes I've done on my podcast, uh, interviewing people like you, um, but also true crime stuff, you know, people leaving cults, people uh, in prison, people, you know, leaving yeah. bad relationships, all the things. I try to spread awareness all around all the things. So uh, but yeah, I learned so much. And the more I learn, the more I'm like, I need to be taken care. I mean, that's why I tell people on my podcast, guys, be careful out there. What you put out, just like you said, what you put out, you get. And if you do seek the paranormal, it will show itself to you. It really will. And it sounds like to me like this, 
negative energy, it was almost like a gin situation where it was just kind of attached to you maybe, right? You mean the one where it was choking me? Yeah. Um, I would say, this is my opinion, it may be wrong. It didn't attach to me. The attachment would have been the next part. It was a warning. Oh. It was in my house. It was in my house. And this person was not ready to release it. So, yeah. And so that was the thing is like when you were talking about clearing your energy, when we have sort of sometimes holes in our aura for whatever reason, resentment, anger, uh, not forgiving, a trauma. And and that's not being punished by your trauma. It means it's time to deal with your trauma. Right. So that's kind of how I saw it. Right. Well, I tell you also, since we're talking about all things paranormal, let's do some other things. I talked to a woman, she does the past life regressionist. She's also a, and she does the Dolores Cannon thing where she goes with her technique. And I was asking her about like the higher self, because when she can get to the higher self, she can get really great answers for things that we all want answers to, right? And we talked about, you know, ghosts and those kinds of things. And she said, but what she learned about ghosts is something a little different than we all think they are. She said, yes, they're residual But she goes, I think what happens is, you know how you have your higher self and a little piece of your higher self is Karen or a little piece of your higher self is Leslie or it's Karen in the 1500s at the same time or it's Karen in the 3000 at the same time, but it's maybe you're a man or whatever, right? She said that also you as your soul, Karen or Leslie, me, if you have a trauma, that trauma can stay. Yes, that's residual, but energy can build and become its own conscious. And that could become a ghost. Is that right? I completely agree with that. And also, I don't always think that sometimes you feel like, oh, my God, this soul has been trapped in this insane asylum. We got to cross it over or whatever. So it can be a fracture of the soul. That's what I was saying. Yeah, Yeah. that's exactly what I was getting at. Yeah, it's actually a fracture of whatever trauma it was. And then it, it gains its own little soul, its own little consciousness. And it becomes intelligent. You know, it's kind of interesting because there's a thing called a tulpa. Yes. Where there's a couple of things. Like, I think the one of the newest kind of urban legends was Slender Man. Yes. And I think, and it, Slender Man, I think, was just a shadow person. But I think sometimes when you create that energy, like all these kids are thinking about Slender Man, Slender Man, Slender Man. Yeah. That not can you create Slender Man, or I think a malevolent entity can go, you want Slender Man? I'll show you Slender yeah, Man. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Now you've made a place for that tulpa to take place. Exactly, because really what a tulpa is, is somebody just saying it enough times and it becomes real. Yeah. Yeah. So that's scary alone, but that's energy. Every single thing is energy. You know, even if it's just your voice and uh, your aura of your attitude or your personality or whatever, it all is energy. Every single thing is energy. So why wouldn't it? And to me, anything is possible when it becomes paranormal, I think, you know? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, okay. Uh, you and I have not talked about UFOs, but I just had a guy on who's very knowledgeable about, about UFOs. And he keeps telling me, or he told me in the podcast that the grays are actually here helping us. And he confirmed what you said on your podcast about them. They will hover over nuclear power plants and shut them down if something starts getting a little crazy over there. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, I love talking about UFOs. I'm not as educated no, on I'm UFOs as up. But I do believe if there is any nuclear bomb that is going to be set off, it's either going to be 
tiny or contained or like you said, they're going to come in and stop it. They're not going to let us. I I think I heard the theory that like when something like that goes off, it ripples through dimensions. It does. And it would hurt them. So not only would it hurt us and they're here to help us and they're here to learn from us because I asked him, I said, well, if they've been here for millions and eons of years, why are they still examining us? He goes, well, they're not always doing that. They're keeping the people that are helping progress the world, giving the light in the world. Uh, They keep those people in check and they check on them and they make sure they're okay and they keep them healthy. And yeah. And he goes, that's what they are been telling us that they're doing. And he goes, and he's actually had visits with them now. And I was like, okay, I had to vet this guy out, Karen, because I'm like, um, Okay. Uh, but he, he, he knew what it was talking about. And he's been studying this since 1986. And he said, you don't understand. They're everywhere. They know about you. They know about Karen. They know about my best friend. They know about everybody. They're aware of everyone. I remember when my little dog passed away last year, but I, yes, at the time, my best friend was an animal communicator and uh, my dog never barked from six months old. I leave him alone in a hotel room. He just sit there. He was just built to be my dog and travel with me. And if he stood up and barked at something that wasn't there, I was like, okay, what's that? So one day he starts barking. So I called my animal communicator who knows nothing about UFOs. And she said, he's showing me a man uh, with a bird head. What? And I was like, right? That is the Anunnaki. Oh. I don't know that much about, like, being a tarot person, Thoth would be a good energy around me. Like I said, this is my experience, because there's a lot of people I know that do witchcraft and other stuff where they channel these beings and this and that. I'm pretty straightforward. I worked, you know, God and guides and Jesus. Right. Uh, just too. because yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And I don't, if I was educated enough, I might. And it was kind of weird. And then I said, ask Courage if the aliens ever come visit us. And he said, they're there all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they yeah. live here. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're amongst us. And I was like, really? And I said, are there hybrids? And he goes, of course there are. They're, uh, half of us are hybrids. And I'm like, okay. And like I said, it gets really woo-woo. And I'm like, hey, guys, take what resonates with you. Uh, don't worry about it. If it doesn't, you know, skip the episode, whatever you want to do. <laughs> because it does get, you know, I get woo-woo, though. I like getting woo-woo. I want to talk about it. Yeah, at the least, it's very interesting. In fact, my whole next comedy special is a very strange story about how I was fooling around with witchcraft and got a fairy attached. Oh, and I'm writing yes. it because... Obviously, paranormal people would love it, but if you're not paranormal, at least you'll laugh and laugh and laugh. You know what I mean? Like right. that's, I'll put you. You can laugh at me. It's just a, that's how I'm doing it. So, but yeah, I think at the very least, it's the most interesting story ever told, right? Exactly. And you know, I didn't know that's how you got that attachment. You were kind of dabbling in witchcraft. I didn't know that. That was years ago. There was that everything here has been I'm living in a very haunted area, but plus I'm very aware and I cleanse all the time. I am surrounded by probably because of my podcast, some of the best paranormal healers and stuff like that. So I if I have a question, I just check in. But yeah, no, that was many, many years ago when I lived in Los Angeles and it just turned out to be hysterical in a way you'll see it when it comes out exactly well and it's like one thing that I do know about you and you've talked about on your podcast you're like wherever I go I don't care if the house was never haunted when I get there it's haunted (laughs) yeah it's a um, my friend read my astrology chart and she's like it's you you have all these places you um but it is funny because on my patreon 
I do extra podcasts. And one is because uh, my podcast is called Paranormal Karen. One is called In Bed with Paranormal Karen, which oh. is just me talking about what I read or what I'm up on or what is my current obsession. And the other one is called What's Up with Utica? And I got here and I was like, this is the darkest haunted area mm. I've ever seen. And I thought, well, this will be like six episodes. No, it's been over a year and the stuff that has gone on in the Upper East Coast is mind-blowing. Oh, like, I, yeah. we have an excessive amount of sex cults all the way from what? the 1800s. They're all, yes, <laughs> all up here in State New York. Scientology started here. Oh, you know, of course, we have the Civil War, the Revolutionary War, the Underground Railroad. We wiped out the Native Americans. And also, the town I live in is uh, was a retirement place for the mob yes. in the 80s. I know, it's like, you've got a plethora. I don't know what you were doing in California, but now you're in the, you, well, you've made it big now, Karen. I don't know what you're going to do with it, though. <laughs> well, this is talk about a really off-the-wall story. I actually had a really, one of my friends, really great psychic, she came here reading, and she was like, this area is all elementals. And I was like, really? I know one night I'm in bed and something kind of, I would say it was about three feet tall. It comes through. It's not really scary, but it's not good. And it looks at me. It's kind of fuzzy. Like, I can't even really explain it. And I go, you can't be in here. And it said, feed the squirrels and I'll go away. So I feed... So the elemental spirits, you know, they're trying to help the earth or help the animals or help the water. So this was an earth elemental that was like, just feed the squirrels. And I feed the squirrels and they love me and there's no more problem. Do you you think that they're attracted to you because you can see them and you can feel them and you can communicate with them and they know that? Yes. Or yes. As soon as, you know, if you're doing tarot or which I do for a living, you're creating a different energy around you. I'm looking into the paranormal. I'm right here. I'm like, what is going on? So they, yeah. So I'm a little bit more of a, of a, they'd be more attracted to me. Somebody else probably lived here before me, had no trouble at all, or didn't notice them, or they weren't on the same frequency. But I'm on their frequency, which, you know, I don't mind that. Life can be boring without it. So I don't mind it at all. Exactly. <laughs> hey, I hear you. Now, what do you think about astrology? I did have Ryan Marquar, astrologist on my podcast. Love him. He was fantastic. Um, what do you think about the planet alignments? Do you think that kind of messes with some of the spirit activity too? Uh, the eclipse, all the things? Absolutely. In fact, this last eclipse a couple of days ago, really, um, I kept waking up with headaches. It was very strange. I... I'm not educated enough on astrology. I know great astrologers, but I totally believe that in human design, which is a mix of both. Mm-hmm. Um, human design is, is a little more, I don't know. You know, I always try to jump into those things. And then I go, oh, my God, this is like years of learning. I'm staying with tarot. Tarot is my thing. <laughs> I know how to do that. Those are my friends there in those little cards. But, yeah, I, you know, I think it's amazing how we've gotten away from, like, somewhere. And I'm sure somebody would say this was the church or something. Yeah. You know, I just watched another TikTok of a woman that's saying she used to do astrology and it's of Satan. And here's why. And I was like... It's like anything. If you're going to tell me tarot cards are demonic and you buy a tarot deck, you're going to get a demonic tarot deck. But a tarot deck is a piece of paper. It is a piece of paper. It holds nothing other than the energy you give it. So, um, yeah. So, but I, yeah, I totally 
I know there's more, you know, when somebody's just reading it in the newspaper, it kind of doesn't fit. But when you get somebody like Ryan that understands the moon signs or the rising signs and the placements and the yeah. blah, 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 it's fascinating. Yeah, because he was able to explain it to me because you're right. I don't know that much about it either. I know enough to kind of not even be dangerous. I don't even know that much. But um, he was able to because I someone had actually done my chart and I just sent that to him so he wouldn't have to do any of the work. And I was like, here, just take this and then go with it what you will. And, um, and he was so kind not to divulge my age, which was fantastic. So, um, but, <laughs> but yeah, he explained that. But I do have another question for you. You do tarot. Tell me why you're so attracted to tarot. What is it about tarot that really over oracle cards or over anything else that you do? Tell me why you like tarot so much. Well, there's kind of two reasons, which is, you know, I used to kind of see psychics and stuff. But sure. when I lived in San Diego, I went to a tarot reader, and her name is Jacqueline Valdez, mm. and she, um, I believe the name of her business is Saints in Training, and she is everything. She's not only just like a, you know, super psychic, can read the cards, all of that stuff, brought up like that as a kid from her grandmother teaching her the cards, but she is the spiritual, She's she would say, don't call me a guru, but I will call her a guru. A spirituality is her life. So you're getting like this spiritual coach while you're getting your tarot read. Mm. And I don't know if anybody thinks that tarot is bad, you got to go see her. I was just very taken with everything about her. And she said, well, you should get a deck yeah. and you should read. And then when I get a reading from her, she'd go, see, this symbol means this and put these two together. And I thought, so I bought a deck and I thought, well, I'm never going to be her, but I can learn what every symbol, every color, everything has a meaning. If I learn everything, I'll be able to put this together. And then, you know, it's my logical brain telling me you can do this logically yeah. and you'll be fine. Yeah. So even now I read books. I just go to the library. I read and read. This is 20 years later. And what I found was the more I learned, mm -hmm. of course, the more that turns on your intuitive psychic, they work together and it just all sort of worked. And then I was always on the road doing comedy. I was doing about 32 weeks a year. And at one point I said, you know, I wonder if this could be a business. Absolutely. And <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I started small and now it's huge. It's like I kind of have two businesses and no bosses I can choose. But it just appealed to me. I can't even tell you, even to this day, if someone has a new tarot book, I'll, I want to look at it. I want to hear what they have to say. And I'm not really like that. And I, I it's always funny because two psychics told me I had a past life in the circus. And one told me <laughs> I he didn't believe in past lives, but I should be working in the circus. And I think either I was a man on the high wire because I, I think that's sort of I'm a very athletic. Like I even have this like sort of the, the body for it. And I'm, I'm not really crazy about heights. I think I fell, but I'm sort of that daredevil that would do that. Yeah. Or I was the woman reading tarot cards in the in the back. I think I really think it, it's a past life thing because to pick that up and just want to know everything. Like comedy is the only other thing in my life that I wanted to know that much about. And so, yeah, that's kind of I think it was I think it's literally pulled in from a past life. Well, and to me, it gives so much validity when you still have a, a hunger of knowledge, even though you know probably the ins and outs of tarot, you even teach tarot classes, and you're still hungry for more knowledge. And to me, well, you know, that's... Yeah. Go ahead. I was just saying, you're absolutely right, because I, 
teach a class and people call me and go, I thought I understood tarot. And then I took your class and I was like, oh, my God, I just went back to my teacher and I walked out the same way. I thought I knew this. Oh, my God, there's more. (laughs) But wait, there's more. And, you know, maybe it grows. Maybe, you know, your knowledge of it grows in a way that, you know, you never would have known had you stayed in a box. I do think sometimes people think, you know, maybe it's people on TV. I don't know. I'm just talking out loud. Uh, maybe I shouldn't be talking out loud about this. But there, are, I think there are people that kind of get a bigger head and go, well, I know all there is to know about being a psychic or being a medium or knowing tarot or whatever. So I'll just start teaching it. And they're always in that same little box. But if you expand your mind and say, you know what, I know I, I can't know everything, but I'm still hungry to understand what maybe I don't understand about maybe because I know there's so many different decks I know so many different kinds of cards and tarot is very intricate. Like I have Oracle cards that my daughter bought years ago because she just thought they were pretty. And she was at this mystical store with this friend of hers and she didn't know what they were and she bought them and then she gave them to me. And I'm like, okay, I don't even know what these are. So I know, no, those are different than tarot cards, but tarot is really intricate. It is. And you know, what's funny. It's sort of like the first level is the fool's journey, which is a story of the first uh, major arcana which okay. actually they they there's a book called the writer's journey or the hero's journey which is how a movie script is written and it literally follows the major arcana the first 22 cards it's uh, it's exactly how a story is built and how it changes and how you grow and what people don't realize is there was this woman that sent me her book years ago and I can't find her. And she actually sent me kind of a secret part of the book that no one else has. She uh-huh. emailed it to me. It was very strange. Like I'm almost like, okay, maybe I'm supposed to pursue level two, but level sort of what I would call advanced advanced that most people aren't interested in yeah. is the 22 cards of the major arcana break down to the parts of the body, also to the conscious, to the subconscious, to every part of you. So the major arcana is actually to help you build your, I don't want to say manifestation, but it's the path for your subconscious and your conscious to be working together to make you closer to God, like to make you part of the super conscious instead of where we have this, like, I know they say like 90% of our decisions are made by our subconscious, which we don't know that our conscious, we go, Oh, I don't know why I don't like that. And your subconscious is making that decision for you because you have so much information in there. And it's about putting yourself together as a whole person. Mm. Like that's who I think Jesus was. I think he had it all working, every part of the brain, every part of his being, which is why he could, you know, water to wine or levitate or whatever he was doing. And it's really an intense self-study. Yes, I agree with you. I think Jesus was an ascended master. I think he was, and and I think that's what scared everyone because he did have possibility. He did have abilities. I don't know for sure, obviously. My thing is too, I don't think Jesus wanted to be worshipped. I don't think he did. I don't think it's good to worship any human. No, and you know what else? It's so hard. There's one thing, and I I love watching people on TikTok. I really like TikTok, but everyone is so sure of themselves. I know. You know? (laughs) Right? And I'm the first one to tell you, I don't know. I have a lot to say, but I don't know. And I could be wrong on all of it, but this has been my experience. But I also am really fascinated with Mary Magdalene because I think she was his wife. Yeah, there's a lot of people that do think that he was married once or even twice. And it's funny because there's two pictures. There's one that archaeologists put together 
I don't know how the archaeologists did it, but they rebuilt the face of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then someone asked AI, what would Jesus look like if you took a compilation of the people from his time? And there is this picture, and it's literally my screensaver, and it's very much a Jewish man mm-hmm. with darker and and the eyes are so kind. I can't like sometimes I have to take it off because it's just beautiful. Yeah. But there's all these little details like his um, sect of Judaism. They would, would have worn their beards very short. They would have had the short. It wouldn't have been the long beard. And his skin is darker, of course. He got whiter, the more American he got, you know what I mean? Like, But it's really an interesting thing to look at because a lot of people also don't know there is a certain period of time where before it, every picture of Jesus, he had a magic wand in his hand. Oh, really? And then all of a sudden that was gone. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Or like yeah. staff or something. Yeah, something like that. Wow, I had no idea. No, and like I said, everybody take this, you know, I know there's some people that listen to my podcast that are probably very religious or not, whatever you stand. Uh, we're just talking. We're just talking about things that, yeah, you know. Uh, I know nothing. Yeah, I know yeah. nothing. Exactly. I don't, I don't know if any of us really for sure know um, every single little thing about him. And we're, honestly, we're not supposed to know everything. Um, I do believe, though, that we come back down and reincarnate. I do believe in near-death experiences. I've, t- I've interviewed so many of those. That's changed my mind a lot about the other side. And I spread awareness that way because I think so many people are afraid of dying. And we all have to face it one day. And I just try to tell them, hey, listen, you're going to be fine. You're going to be having a blast. So don't ever worry about that, you know, and, and they're like, well, what about the bad people? Or what about, you know, the Dahmers? And I'm like, well, they all we all go back to source. Now we may there may be different levels, there may be different frequencies, I may not be on the same frequency as Dahmer, I would hope not. But I would also hope that, you know, everybody's redeemable. Everybody, you know, we came down, maybe we derailed, maybe we didn't derail. And I liked your analogy, Karen, on one of your podcasts when you said, listen, I want to go back and I want to really understand forgiveness. And God says, God says, well, do you want a level one or do you want a level 20? And that's exactly what you said. And you're like, hey, listen, I want my PhD. Let's do it in one life. Let's knock this stuff out. Let's do it. So you go in at level 20 and you're raped as a child, you know, and that's like the one of the worst things I can think of. Right. Um, and yeah. the people are like, well, how could God let that? Well, listen, I'm not saying she said I want to be raped as a child. She said, give me a level 20 and then see if I can forgive the person that did it to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. And I think that this well, this is my belief, but I don't know if there is a hell, like I think hell is when you pass over and you see your life pass before you and you see all the people you've hurt. I think you, I did listen to one woman that talked about a near death experience where she went into the place that sort of called hell and she was floating on top and she saw all the people and all the things you think, the horrid, the burning, the torture. And she said the thing she remembered most is none of them looked up to see they could walk out. It was sort of a self-imposed. And one of my favorite movies of all time is What Dreams May Come. And that's literally what the woman does instead of forgiving. Like there was a minister that did, he's a minister now, but he had a negative near-death experience. He was an atheist kind of, Mm -hmm. and talked about, he said he wasn't a terrible person. He just wasn't a good person. He wasn't a murderer. He just was negative guy kind of. 
And he found himself surrounded by these awful beings that just kept poking him and pushing him. And he was in the dark and they were like, walk, move it. And he was like, hey, and they wouldn't let him talk. And then he eventually thought what sometimes a victim will do. He said, I have to become one of these guys and pick on the next guy coming around. Otherwise, I'm going to get crushed here. Like, that's your thinking. I got to become part of the group. But he said at one point he just broke down and he said he didn't even know how to pray. He said, I think I said the Pledge of Allegiance or I don't even know what I said. And he said a light opened up and it started to lift him up. And he was like, oh, this is it. And then he started to think. I'm not good enough. Why would God take me or save me? And the light started to disappear. And then he changed his thinking. He said, no, 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 I'm worthy. I I can do it. And then he had this wonderful conversation with a being. I, I don't know if it was God or whatever. And I always found that to be, you know, Hitler got to stand there and watch all the destruction right. that that he did. So I don't know. I mean, I do also think there's a system where you may have been the abuser in the past life and you're the abused in this. Right. Or I do too. There's, I, I also think that we'll never be able to comprehend it as long as we're in these little meat suits. Oh, no. And we're not supposed to because, yeah, I interviewed a woman who was a staunch Catholic and she died and she went to hell. And she's like, why am I in hell? I was a good Catholic girl, blah, 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 all the things. Her indoctrination is what did it to her. And when she finally realized, oh, I don't have to do this. And then one of her best friends who had died just a few months before she had her near-death experience greeted her and she's like, oh my God, you're here. And he goes, yeah, see, it was just all an illusion in your own mind. You just had to get out of it yourself. So she wasn't saying it was self-punishment. She was saying that there was so much fear that had been yes. put into her that yes. she, you know, she I really, I appreciate that story so much because I was lucky. I was brought up Methodist and mm-hmm. I won't tell anyone. I have never had even the hesitation, a bad feeling, anything about the tarot. And certain people go on and say, that's demonic and this and that. And I do think we have built this scenario of what's right and wrong. And it's all messed up. Yeah, you know, it is. But that to me, when someone says anything's demonic, that is from a religious fear-based mind. And and I'm not picking on any religion. I'm just talking about what I have observed. And I know that there's, there's fear-mongering in certain high-demand religions. And I have it in my own family. And they even said, you know, you're writing paranormal romance novels. Uh, you're writing about demons. You're hosting a paranormal true crime podcast. That's about demons. And okay, but she can watch ghosts on, you know, the sitcom and that's okay. Or you can watch Twilight. That's fine. But I talk about it and I really talk about it and that's a problem. So it's just, but she's very religious. She's a missionary, all the things. I'm not going to change your mind. I'm not trying to change your mind. I don't believe in any of that. I believe in God and Jesus. I don't believe in the religious dogma. I just don't. I never have, never will. Well, you know what else? And this is part of why the world is sort of upside down, is it was all patriarchy. And I don't mean that as like men against women, because men have been as damaged by this patriarchy as women have. And women just cut out of the Bible. You know, there's a show that everyone keeps telling me I would love called The Chosen. Mm. And I turned it on and there's Mary Magdalene as a prostitute. And I was like, I can't. You know, there's so many ways that I believe the church or whatever was used to oppress women. And so it's hard to take it all in. Right. And, you know, and I'm not denying the fact that maybe Jesus did hang out with prostitutes. But I'm not I'm not labeling anyone that. Yeah. 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 
I'm in the comedy business. I can't escape prostitutes. Yeah, right. <laughs> they're, around, they're very funny. Yeah. But you, and it, yeah. And it's just so funny because my thing is we all have to just, if nothing else, we, we just need to, we're all human. We're all souls. We're all from lights from God. We all go back to him. We're here just to literally learn in our meat suits and how much we can understand and how much we can open our minds is totally up to us. And if you stay in a box forever, that's your thing. You were supposed to be separated from from this part of it. That's okay. That was your journey here. That's fine. That's cool. Whatever. Mine was not to do that. I'm supposed to spread awareness. I'm supposed to, you know, make people understand that there's so much more than, you know, this bad camping trip we're on, you know, seriously. Everybody's been put in a box and this is how you're supposed to behave. And it's not good. Right. And we're just kind of unraveling this really tight onion and going, okay, wait a minute. There's more than that here. And there's more to this than those things. And, and when you start understanding to me, it's been an awakening in a way. I'm just so grateful for the people in my life on this podcast, including you that know and understand and try to expand your horizons instead of staying in one tiny little area where you will never learn because you're so afraid because you've been indoctrinated or you just don't think it's right or you have a bad feeling and that's all just self-inflicted and I just wish people would understand that more yeah yeah I agree 100 percent. yeah, yeah there's yeah. so much more and you know what it's it's coming like we're in the age of change we are and oh, yeah. and the next generation they're it they're it. So I'm yeah. looking and there's like little babies that can't speak that are playing the piano. Like I it's saw here. that. I know. Mm. I know. I just had uh, my son and daughter-in-law just had a baby and he, she's five months old. And the thing she can do holding her head up like early on, like, like an infant shouldn't hold her head up that early. And she's holding her head up. And I'm like, not that she's playing the piano, but you know, it's like, what the heck? Put her on the piano and tell her <laughs> you need some viral right? videos. Do it. <laughs> Karen, you've been so much fun. Tell everybody where they can find you. I will. Uh, you can find me at KarenRontowski.com or Rontowski.com or Paranormal Karen. All of those go to my website, which leads to everything. Uh, mostly everything. I'm just at Rontowski. That's my TikTok where my psychic stand-up stuff is up. And you can always get me at KarenRontowski at Gmail. Don't be afraid to ask, even if you're just curious yeah. about the spiritual protection class. The first two classes are not scary. They might help you out in your life. Maybe you donate after like that was worth 10 bucks or that was worth a million. Either way, <laughs> get the information. You can always email me. That's that's pretty much where you can find everything. And and I have a tarot class if you're interested, all that stuff. Yeah, because I love the tarot classes and I haven't taken any, but I love how you do your tarot. Um, it's, it's so good. I've seen your work and you've done a little bit for me on my podcast. So thank you so much for joining me today. I adore you and I'm so glad to have you back. This is your third time back. Oh, thank you, Leslie. That's fantastic. Thank you for having me. Well, I love providing because I want to know at no cost. So if you like what you heard, please leave me a five-star review or you can just buy me a cup of coffee. It's kind of like a Patreon, but you don't have a monthly subscription and you can give whatever you feel led to give. I am a one-woman show and I do all of my scheduling and my interviewing and my editing. So just know your support is so greatly appreciated. And one more thing, I am a paranormal romance novelist and you can find all of my books on Amazon. Just look up my name. I'm very easy to find. Thank you guys again and I will see you next week.